Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast once again. Welcome to the place I talk about a lot of different things that go on in my dad life. Things with my kids, my family, men's health and wellness, to parenting struggles and tips that I have and I come across, plus a lot of other random and hopefully interesting things that I think about. I come on here and I talk about with you. So I hope that entertains or educates you in some fashion. So anyways, thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in with me today. All right. So how are you doing? How was your weekend? How are you doing? The reason I ask these questions because I don't think they get asked enough. I think a lot of people go through life and primarily the questions that are posed to them are questions that are favors, questions that are asking for something or a benefit to the other person. I don't think a lot of people go around and ask others, hey, how are you doing? How's your mental health? How have you been dealing with X, Y, and Z? And I don't know, I just had this thought and I thought that that was kind of important. So here I am, I know, might sound strange from some guy on a microphone that you don't know, asking, how are you doing? And I just hope that you're doing well. Anyways, a couple of thoughts, a couple of notes, observations today. I saw a clip on social media. It was a woman and her boyfriend. They were living in a cabin off the grid in Iceland. Sounds pretty wild, right? They are well removed from metro areas and society by the looks of this video and she said it was enjoyable living off the grid and kind of away from all of that but she was also complaining that there was nothing to do that she would even have to wait to post her little video because there was no wi-fi there was no cell service anywhere near her she also was complaining that she didn't have a book she didn't have movies or tv to watch to fill her time and she just didn't know essentially she didn't know how to kill time without those things without that technology and that she couldn't take a four-hour hike with her boyfriend because she would be bored pretty much what she was saying she just didn't know how to exist without technology without the things that we all take for granted our wi-fi and our phones and our tvs and radios and podcasts and all that that we have every single day. She didn't know what to fill her time with without those things. So that was her primary question. I know I'm taking a long time to get around to it. She was wondering what to do with her time. And I just thought this whole thing was kind of comical in a way that she didn't know how to answer that question, that she was essentially lost without Wi-Fi and I don't know maybe that's kind of like a I don't know where I'm going with this maybe it's kind of a comparable to our daily struggle with our kids and technology that they don't know what to do that's kind of where my mind went I mean because I sit here and I deal with kids every day and I talk about kids every week that's where my mind went that it's kind of reminiscent of my kids not knowing what to do with their time when they don't have a tablet or when they can't watch TV, they have to be creative. They have to go outside. They have to find things to do. And they do. They do a pretty great job at doing that. But I just find it funny that this girl didn't know that, didn't know what to do. And I actually commented 
And I told her, along with the thousands of other comments, I said, go outside, find a project to do. You're living off the grid. You're, you're living out in the middle of nowhere. There has to be chores to be done. That's what always seems to work for me. If you have a plan, if you have stuff to do, that's going to eat up a lot of your time. If you have to go cut wood for your fire, if you have to paint your, your cabin, if you have to rake your garden, there are many, many things you can do that will essentially fill your day and you won't have to worry about being bored as she was complaining. I mean, my parents live in an off-grid cabin. They live in very rural Colorado and... Yes, they have cell service, and they have TVs, and they have movies, and they have a satellite dish, sure. But they also have a whole laundry list of things to do, or that they are doing every single day. They're cutting grass, they're building something, they're working on a shed, they're moving soil, they're gardening in their garden. They're doing so many things that fills their day. So anyways, that was my suggestion to her. If you have a suggestion for her, let me know. Maybe I'll talk about them on here, get a few uh, options and opinions as to what would you do if you had zero technology? I'm not saying forever, maybe a day, maybe a weekend. What would you do? How would you fill your time? Would you go for a hike that the girl's boyfriend did? Would you go fishing? Would you do chores? Would you what? And if you didn't have a book? because apparently she doesn't have books either. That goes to, uh, she didn't plan very well, that's for sure. Anyways, moving on. Guest incoming. Yes, I have a guest coming. Should be in the next couple of weeks. His name is Kyle. He's a good friend of mine. Funny thing is, I'll talk about it more later, but he was my old neighbor in Vegas. He lived across the street from us, and I knew him. We didn't know each other really well. We didn't hang out a bunch but we knew of each other. And then when I moved to Indiana, I, I think I just shot him a random message and I said, hey, happy 4th of July. I knew he's, an, he's a, a military veteran. So I said, happy 4th of July or happy, happy Veterans Day or something like that. And it just opened up the gateway to him and I communicating quite regularly. I'm on YouTube a little bit with another channel that I do He's on YouTube. He does survivalist stuff. He, I think he works for the government still. So he's got kind of a, a cool perspective on things with the government, things with guns, things with survival, kind of that realm. That's kind of his niche. So it's going to be cool. He's going to come on here in a couple of weeks and we're just going to have a, a nice conversation and and talk about where he's from and what he does and and all that stuff. So please stay tuned for that. That's coming up. I'm, I'm actually really pumped about that. I haven't had a guest on here in a while. So I'm excited. And I know that's what I have to do. I know I have to get guests on here and talk to more people and get more opinions and all that. Although I did see another Instagram post and it was this guy I follow. And he's pretty popular, 200, 300,000 followers. And he was talking about podcasting and how he doesn't like that there's so many podcasts out there that they just have random guests on all the time and the interviewer's not that good and there's no real substance to the show itself other than the guests that he has on his show or whatever podcast guests they have on their shows. So then I was reading through the comments. I know this is random. 
So I was reading through the comments of this post, and there was kind of a mixed reviews that people loved guest shows with different guests on every day or every week, and people also loved the more solo style with a subject or talking about a certain topic and, you know, occasionally having a guest. So I don't know where I really fit in with that because I primarily don't have guests. I try to throw up content that is useful, and I kind of do the research for you so maybe you don't have to go read these random articles or do these random things to get the info and I'm still trying to sprinkle in guests more and more here and there so yeah let me know what you think on that topic as well do you like the more guest styled shows or do you like the more solo shows kind of like what I do here okay what is on the docket for today All right, I found an article. I know I love my articles because I'm here by myself, like I said. I found an article on Huffington Post, and it was actually a a grab from a BuzzFeed article that talks about older adults revealing what they are totally overdoing or what they are unwilling to do any longer. Like, things that they're just like, you know what, I'm too old for this shit. I'm done with it. I'm moving on. I'm never doing that again. There's 17 submissions came from a Reddit article, so this has kind of gone through a few publications. So I'm just going to go through a few of those, add a few insights, maybe add a few of my own kind of thoughts to it. Maybe some of these things are worth doing, even as we get older, because I'm old. I'm 41. I feel old. I mean, 20 years old was 20 years ago. (sighs) Yeah, I'm old, so... At least I consider myself a little bit older, middle-aged, I guess. So maybe some of these things are worth doing still. Maybe you can stop doing them sooner and it will save you some headache and some time. I don't know, but uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through these and just have some fun and kind of just lighten the mood a little bit. All right. Older adults reveal things they are simply getting too old to deal with anymore. This uh, article is by Raven Ishak off BuzzFeed. Give him some credit there. I'm not stealing anybody's content. All right, let's just dive right in. 17 of them. All right, number one, arguing with other people makes me think of Keanu Reeves. He gave an interview about growing older, and he said he protects his peace by refusing to argue with anyone about anything. I agree with this. Uh, This is more of not necessarily an age thing. I think it's a personality thing. Some people just love to argue. Some people just love to push their opinion and push and push and push and look for that argument. Maybe that's because that's their personality. I I mean, maybe I'm more of a passive person. Maybe that's not a great thing. But I don't like arguing with people either. I've had literal conversations, and I've talked about this last week, where before you say something, when someone says something to you, before you respond, you have that half a second beat that you think about what you're going to say, right? Well, I've done that in this situation as well. Someone will talk to me about a, a subject and we're having a great conversation and then they say, X, Y, Z, this is this way, this is just like this. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't think it's like that. I think this is the right way to do that, or this is whatever. And I put up a rebuttal to whatever they said, and then they'll start to argue. I can already see it unfolding, and they they come back. They kind of snap back at me a little bit about how they're right and what I said was wrong, and I know I'm right. 
some some certain certain subjects I'm like, yes, I 100% know that I am correct. But instead of arguing and pushing and pushing because I just had that half a second thought, I change the direction and I say, oh, yeah, you know, you know what? You, you might be right. Yeah. Maybe I didn't think of it like that. Even though I 100% know that I am correct, I will still concede. And inside, even though I may be irritated and boiling almost because I know I am correct, I know even if I prove it and I pull documents up and I do things, I know that once I show that I am correct, then I'm going to look like the asshole that pushed his opinion so far to be right. So that kind of goes along right with this arguing with people. I'm over it too. I don't do it. I try not to. It just, I don't know, not worth it. All right, number two, someone says concerts without assigned seating. I'm not showing up hours early to get a good spot and then be stuck there the entire time without being able to sit or use the bathroom or potentially losing my view. So I, I don't know. I, I like going to shows. I used to go to shows all the time. I don't necessarily need a seat. I don't, I don't need to have a seat and sit down or have a spot in the grass even where nobody can take it from me. I think that's kind of the, the joy out of a show like that. Out of a lot of concerts, you go to them to be around those people and be shoulder to shoulder with people that are there for the same exact reason that you're there. And if you get up and go to the bathroom or walk to the bathroom and you come back and your spot is gone, you just meander until you find a new spot. And I don't know. I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I like going to shows. I guess I haven't been to one in a while. I'm actually going to a John Mayer show in a couple of months, but I'm betting that I'm going to have a seat because those tickets were freaking expensive. But anyways, yeah, concerts without assigned seating, I, I could care less about. I mean, it doesn't bother me to stand and, and watch a show. Number three, hangovers. Three days to go back to normal is too much and not worth it, this user says. I would agree. I would 100% agree that at a certain point, you kind of draw the line and you're done with that lifestyle. The last serious hangover I had was, I probably talked about it on here in a past show. I would say it's probably two years ago, maybe even almost three years ago. I can't remember. Not the last Christmas, but the Christmas before. I went to a buddy's house and we had some drinks and it was three of us and he started busting out all this whiskey and bourbon and we started tasting and trying different ones and at a certain point I had three glasses of whiskey in front of me of trying different ones. Well, I'm not going to spit that out. I don't know. Is that rude to do that? This isn't a wine tasting. So I drank them. I had fun. We had great conversations, but I was, I was blasted and... Don't worry, I didn't drive. It was two houses down. I walked home. I went to bed Saturday night, and Sunday was totally ruined for me. Sunday was com- a complete waste of a day. Thankfully, my wife had the kids. She did stuff with them all day. She let me kind of sleep, but it was uh, it wasn't pretty. Vomiting and and bed spins and just awfulness to where. I felt awful so long. I said, I can't just lay here and feel awful anymore. I've got to get up and do something. So, of course, I said, screw it. And I got up and I, I mowed the lawn and I went for a walk and I just pushed myself past the uh, yucky feeling. And I still felt like hell. And then Monday rolls around and I still feel gross. It lingers. Even though your headache may be gone or your gut problems may be gone, 
the other aspects of a hangover still linger and it's it's not fun but the thing is too is when I was 23 and 24 and 25 I never got really bad hangovers so I could go drink copious amounts of beer and hang out with the buddies and do stuff and then wake up the next day and maybe have a light headache but be like oh yeah I feel pretty good so the older you get I don't know if it's the way that your body processes alcohol or how much moisture is in your body, water, it treats you differently. So the older you get, that hangover feels much different. So just keep that in mind, young people. It, it'll it come back and it'll get you. So my days of hangovers are over. I usually try to cap myself at three, four, five beers or five, four drinks, somewhere in there, right where I can just get to that point of I don't feel like hell the next day. Might have a light headache, might be a little bit tired, but hangover days for me, at least I say that today, could change in six months when I go on a bender with the buddies, but at least as of right now, no hangovers. Number four, they talk about going to the bar and going out on the weekends, playing darts, listening to music. They said it was fun, but now it just feels like a crowded, annoying place with annoying people, loud music, and overpriced alcohol which I would kind of agree with that, but I also enjoy the atmosphere with with buddies and and family and my wife going out and doing that kind of stuff. I mean, like I said, I'm just going to a concert here in a couple of months, but I don't know. It just depends on if you're the mood for that, if you like doing that, because I also like just having a cocktail at my house and having a couple of buddies over on the back patio, I think is sometimes just as fun. You can put on your music you can put the game on, have a few buddies over, and uh, not have to deal with what they just complained about there. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think I would kind of agree a little bit. Number five, anything past 9 p.m. Yeah, kind of goes right in line with all these other ones. If I'm not doing something by 9 p.m., I, I don't really want to do it because what can start post 9 p.m.? Maybe a concert, yeah, that's true. Maybe, well, geez, you know, here in the Midwest, it literally doesn't get dark in the summertime until 10.30 or 10 o'clock. It's still very light outside. So, yeah, I guess it just depends on the year. I don't know, kind of a lame one. I'm kind of a lame guy, but anyways, number six. This one is kind of interesting. This woman is very angry, and this is something that she wants to stop putting up with the older she gets. She says, I'm 64, I'll retire in eight months. And I also just filed for divorce. Hopefully that will be done before my retirement. I'm done with it all. Ooh, she sounds bitter. I have looked into buying a co-op condo in a 55 plus community and should have one secured in the next couple of months. My employer seems to think that they can call me for advice anytime when I retire. No, they can't because they've been very toxic and I'm almost done playing that stupid game. My husband thinks he can treat me like crap and not acknowledge anything important to me. I'm done with his toxic behavior. He's still in shock that I have the guts to do all this. He wanted to continue being married, but once I showed him the list I made of why I need to leave versus why I should stay, and the should stay list was completely blank. He didn't even argue because it was all true. I'm too old to start a new chapter in my life, and I just want to enjoy the time I have left. Woo. I'm sorry, uh, what's her name? Doesn't say. Mary does say. I'm sorry, Mary. Sounds like you've had a rough go. Uh... 
I do agree with you that at a certain point in your life, you need to make yourself happy and just being in a relationship to be in a relationship or having a job to have a job is not fulfilling and that may not be what you want. So you have to be brave. You have to take those scary steps. You have to jump and just do what you have to do to make yourself happy. And it sounds like you've been in a pretty toxic and rough situation that was not fulfilling for you. So I kind of wish you would have maybe, and you probably do too, wish you would have made choices sooner and gotten out of things a little bit sooner because the that's harder to do the older you get. But going on with Mary's post here, I agree. You just get to a certain point. I mean, she's 64, I'm 41, where you just stop putting up with the BS and you just say, you know what, I've had enough and you're not going to do it. It's too bad that it takes some people a little longer to do that. But at least she's doing it now and not living uh, a toxic, unhappy marriage and life until the end of her days. So she still has plenty of time. She got 20 years or so, you know. But yeah, if you're not happy in a situation, just pull the plug. If you're not happy in a relationship, don't pitter-patter around and just do it because it's easy because that doesn't do anybody any good. You're going to be unhappy and the other person is either going to have false hope that everything is great or maybe they're unhappy too and they're just too scared to pull the plug on it as well. And as far as a job, if you're not happy in your job, just change it. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. And I know that sounds super cliche and silly, but the older I get, the more that I find myself saying that statement. We could be dead tomorrow. We could be, we could not live past our 70th birthday. We could not live past our 45th birthday. I have no idea. So why spend that time being unhappy? Why spend that time not at least trying to fulfill your life and maybe fulfill some goals and dreams that you have. I don't know. That's that's my thought. So don't get complacent. I've been complacent in jobs before too, and I probably stayed way longer than I needed to. And what happens when you get out of that? You always tell yourself, oh, man, I wish I would have done that two years ago. I wish I would have done that five years ago. So as soon as you have that feeling... Start looking for, you know, your next step. Or if you love that person too, I don't want to sound like a total asshole, but if you love that person and you want to be in that relationship, then maybe do those proper things to rectify that situation, which may be going to therapy. It may be going on a vacation and trying to rekindle a romance. I don't know, but there are options in that realm as well. All right, moving on. Lack of sleep, all-nighters, that was number seven. I'm not going to get into it because that's kind of like doing stuff after 9 p.m. Number eight, caring for people who don't care about me. Well, Mary, maybe that one's for you. Why always be the reacher? Why always be trying to make friendships and other relationships work when those people don't care about you? Just put that effort into the people that matter. Basic. Number nine, sitting on the floor. Yeah, ooh, this is hard for me because I have young children. 
And if you have young children, you're going to have to sit on the floor. But yeah, every time I sit on the floor, I'll play a little video game with my daughters on the floor. I'll get down and play a Barbies or play some other pretend thing that they're playing. And 20, 30 minutes, I have a, the hardest time getting off that floor. I'm like, oh my God, my back is just screaming at me. So yeah, sitting on the floor, I mean, I'm not overdoing it. I have to do it. I'm a parent. I have young kids, so it's going to happen. And that's that kind of goes in with taking care of your body though. Like do yoga, do stretching, do things to keep yourself limber and fit. Don't just let yourself wither away as you age. I think that's like a huge deal that people get into. They just don't, they stop taking care of themselves and maybe they were in great shape and they took care of themselves when they were in their college days and their early twenties and maybe even mid twenties. And then yes, I know careers come in and kids come in and then all of a sudden you have no time, but you need to make that time if you want to keep continuing to get down on that floor and not feel like you can't get up or run around and play tag or let your kids ride on you like a horse or something to that fashion, then take care of yourself. Eat right and and get some stretching in. And, and uh, I'm not saying go get yoked out of your mind and and count all your carbs, which yes, I do all that stuff and I promote that stuff, but it doesn't mean everyone has to do it. I'm just saying do some light stretching every day. Go for a walk with your family every evening. Things like that. Keep your keep your uh, kind of body in check and maybe that will help so then you can get your ass off the floor when you're done playing for 10 minutes. Number 10, new slang. I can't do new slang, okay? This is how I know I have aged out of the popular younger crew is I don't know what words mean. Turnt, no cap, and... FRFR, which I think is for real, for real. I don't know what a lot of that means. Bussin'? I don't know what that means. I'm out. I'm not going to try to find out either. I'm not going to get a Snapchat. I'm not going to do the new young kid thing like that. I'm probably not going to get a Threads account. I'm not going to talk like a teenager because that's how they all talk, at least online. That's what I see. I don't know a lot of teenagers, but. I don't understand what those words mean. Low-key turnt fire. I mean, okay, I know what some of those mean, but still, you get the point. Just ridiculous. I'm not, I'm not going to keep up with that. Same with music, too. I have no idea who any of these new artists are. I'm blows my mind. And then when I play something that I enjoy, I have the realization that that band is 20 to 30 years old. And I'm like, whoa, yeah, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. Another one, waiting in line. Uh, that's kind of stupid because we that's part of life, wait in line. Number 12, hanging out in the heat and laying out by the beach and doing stuff like that. I like that stuff. I grew up in Vegas. Well, not grew up, but I spent almost 20 years of my life there. I love going out in the sun. I love getting a tan. I love taking my shirt off and mowing my grass. I like going to the beach with my kids. So that's just kind of personal. Depends on what you like to do. This person doesn't sound like a lot of fun. They just want to lock themselves away in an air-conditioned home and an air-conditioned car. It says that. That's kind of, it's kind of very, I don't know. They don't like fun, apparently. So anyways, moving on. 13, camping on the ground. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I bought an RV to not camp on the ground and now I sold an RV. So I'm back to camping on the ground, I guess. I would do it. I have done it. It's like getting on the floor, the one I just talked about. It is 
takes a toll on your body, that's for sure, but it's still fun. I got young kids. If you have young kids, you're going to have to go tent it and sleep on the ground. It's actually coming up this fall once school starts. My daughter is going to want to do the dad's camp out. So we'll go to the school, we'll go on the field, we'll pitch our tent, and we will sleep on the ground. And it won't be, it won't be too bad, I'll be honest. I did it last year, it's fine. So, I don't know, don't really care about that one. 14, skinny jeans. I don't mind skinny jeans. I wear some moderately skinny jeans. I don't know if they're considered skinny jeans. But when I take a look in my closet at the pants I used to wear, go to work in and all that, and they were very baggy, very cargo-y, very boot-cut, wide-leg, Jenko style, right? Do you know what Jenko jeans are? If you're anywhere near my age, real wide-leg jeans. I'm sorry, I'm not, I, I, I don't know. It just, they don't fit that good. I feel like I'm swimming in them. It's, it's not a comfortable thing for me anymore. I've tried them on again, and I'm like, nope. So I am more in a, I don't know, I think it's a refined style as at least as men get older probably women too but speaking from experience here that I feel like I want to get a little cleaner cut I want to get have a nicer pant have a nicer shirts and tops and stuff like that I don't know kind of silly I know I'm rambling 15 going places without a bathroom nearby not necessarily because I'm too old but more like to IBS you know what IBS is irritable bowel syndrome That means you can't get too far from a bathroom, so you don't want to shit your pants. So I don't have that problem. I hope I never get it, but I mean, hey, if you have that problem, don't go anywhere without a bathroom. 16, they're overwork. That's corny. I don't care. 17, not being comfortable. I'm done with that. Give me a pillow and some legroom, a bench in the shower, and a fluffy towel. Give me space to breathe and live. Give me quality over quantity, and I'll gladly pay extra for an upgrade. This I agree with. This I 100% agree with. This is the last one, by the way. I agree with this. At a certain age, you just need to realize that things cost money. Comfort costs money. And you will soon realize that I would rather pay a little bit of money and be more comfortable than be miserable and crammed into a suitcase. Do you know what I mean? And this isn't just with flying. I don't typically buy the extra legroom and stuff like that, but I don't stay at people's... I try not to stay at people's homes anymore. I'd rather just get a hotel. I would rather have my own space, get an Airbnb. I'd rather just rent a car than have someone come and pick me up from the airport or take the tram or something like that. Maybe that's more of like I don't like to rely on people, but it's just things cost money. And I'm not going to sleep on your futon. I'm not going to sleep on your couch because I don't want to spend a hundred bucks on a hotel. I'm just not going to do that. It's, it's not worth it to me. Uh, I have a hard time getting off the floor apparently. So I'm not going to sleep on a lumpy couch because I would probably have a hard time getting off that as well. So yes, I, I a hundred percent agree with this. Pay for the extra leg room. If you need to pay for the hotel pay for the rental car, just it costs money to be comfortable and why go through your whole life and scrimp and save a couple of pennies to get that little cheaper seat or to not spend that extra couple of bucks. Just like I said, here today, gone tomorrow. So 
Why be miserable when you can pay to not be, right? All right, a couple other ones I had, and it kind of went in with the skinny jeans, is style. Where you buy your clothes, the, the whole name brand aspect of things is gone for me. I'm over it. I, I'm done dealing with it. I don't care. At a certain age, you will have this realization. Maybe not even a realization. Maybe just one day you'll be walking through Costco and you're going to walk by the clothing section. And you'll be like, wow, hey, that's a nice jacket. Oh my God, look at those pants. Those look pretty nice. And they're only $18.99. And you're going to be like, shit, like I could just buy those. I could buy those shoes, ABC, and they look great. They feel great. And they were cheap. And then you're going to ask yourself, well, man, they're at Costco. I bought them at Costco. What, what are people going to say? And you're going to say, you know what? I don't give a shit what people are going to say because you're to that age now where you don't really care about what other people think of you, which I, this is one that I wish people would learn long, long, long ago when you're very, very young. People aren't watching you all the time. People aren't watching what you buy and they care what you buy. If they are, then they're not your friend. If they are doing those things, then screw them. Who cares? Buy what makes you happy. Buy the Costco pants. Buy the, the shoes on Amazon. I actually got a pair of shoes on Amazon, and I love them. They look really nice, and they were cheap. I don't care that they didn't come from Foot Locker. I don't care that they didn't have a certain logo on them. It doesn't matter. And I think that's something, too, that we need to get across to our kids and uh, kind of show them that, which, yes, it's harder because they're in an area where they could get like picked on or teased for brands, which is really freaking sad. But, you know, if everyone got on their kids about it and told them that brands don't matter, especially in today's age, I think that would come to a stop. So, I don't know. I think that's something cool to show kids that, hey, just because it doesn't have a cool brand doesn't mean it's not good and they can still enjoy it and still like it. So, another one I thought, and I think I just said it, was stop relying on people so much, which I know that may be bad, but I don't like to rely on people to pick me up from the airport. I don't like to rely on people... Or them have the expectation that I'm going to stay at their house. I don't want to rely on people for anything, really. And maybe that's a complex and a problem I have, and I should work on that. But I don't know. That's just something that I don't like to do. Personally, you may be different, and that's totally fine. But anyways, yeah, um, that's all from this article. That's all I've really got to say today. I didn't really put any thought into my closing here, but hopefully there's something in here that, uh, I don't know, just kind of fun to listen to and fun to think about. If you have any other ones that you're overdoing, maybe you're younger than me and you're overdoing even then, let me know. Go over to stayathomedads underscore podcast on Instagram and uh, shoot me a DM or something like that and let me know some other things that you are totally overdoing at the age you are and what age you are too. I'd like to know that. So anyways, that's all I've got for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in with me. Thanks for hanging out. I know it's not a whole lot of crazy uh, content, guidance, not a lot of what you should do with your life or anything like that, but just something kind of fun, something that I thought was a little, a little different. I have family in town this week, so I'll try to get another episode out next week, another new one maybe a dad classic. I hope not because I just got done doing three in a row and I feel bad about that. 
but I'll try to get another episode out for you, and then I'm going to do that episode with Kyle here in the next few weeks. We're going to probably record it next week, so we'll see how that goes. I'm super excited, like I said, for that. That'll be fun. So, anyways, if you like what you hear today, please let a friend know. Please let a family member know to come check out my show. It's on every streaming platform, pretty much all the big ones anyways, and that's it. Thank you for listening once again, and I will talk to you all next week.